Um, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Quattrocast podcast. My name is Tongwa. And today we are talking to Erica, who knows all the things about crypto and has done a lot of research about it. Um, and I'm super excited because, you know, in this digital day and age, we're like money and what it means to, you know, have wealth is changing so much. Any information that you can get about NFTs, crypto, and, you know, if you should, all of the things, really, all your questions, um, she may be able to help provide some perspective or even give you an answer. So hi, Erica. I'm super excited for this conversation. How are you? Hey, thank you so much for having me on. I'm good. Thank you. All right. So first things first, where where in the world are you based? I'm just outside London. I'm just by London in, in England. So it's nice. slightly later at night here than it is over there. I know. I'm sorry to put you through <laughs> All this. Good. All good. <laughs> All right. So um, tell the people a little bit about, you know, who you are, what you do and how you came into, you know, kind of doing the work that you do with the Crypto Curry Club. Right. Sure. Well, thanks for, for having me on again. So I I run it's the, the Crypto Curry Club. It's the main crypto community now in 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 the UK, sort of for crypto, crypto fintech, so financial technology, mm-hmm. uh, and also blockchain technology. And that started 2018. So that started a couple of years before lockdown. Pretty much as as a sort of a hissy fit. At, at the time, I'd been interested in in crypto. I wanted to learn more. I wanted to find out more what was going on. And and this mm-hmm. was really sort of before there was a, a big sort of set community. Uh, in the space. So I went to a few of her events, but I found it really hard to meet people. There were a lot of events sort of run by scams and trying to promote all of the, the hype, which was at the time there was a huge sort of bubble in crypto or some that were, you know, good, but really dry and technical. And I'm, I'm not remotely technical, like the yeah. technical person. So that, that that just went over my head. But I, I wanted to, to find out more and, you know, to meet other people in, in the space. So I, I, I thought, you know, if at, at, at traditional events or networking events it's so hard to meet people they usually have you sat in rows listening mm-hmm. to some boring talk or sales pitch and then they right and and then they say go network and you know that, that that's borderline excruciating I can think yeah. of about a thousand yeah. things I'd rather do than go up <laughs> to a stranger and introduce myself you know I'd genuinely rather just be at home alone um so I'd I'd been though previously to uh it was a, a Christmas curry for, for the real estate industry and I wasn't mm-hmm. working in real estate I was, I was invited along and, and, and so I guess it, it intro to that curry in, in the UK is, is the British national food it's the food that we eat oh. most often we have the most round of restaurants that are Indian curry houses it's the most popular food every pretty much every tiny little village has a, an Indian curry restaurant oh, um, not, not entirely sure of the origins for that other than it, it's delicious it's it's good food <laughs> and if you've ever had the, the misfortune of trying most British food it's, it's inedible um, so curry, curry went hands down. So, so curry is a national and, and most popular British food, and crypto curry sounded good, and and everyone likes curry. So I thought if we start doing some events where you know it's it's, it's food and drink and sort of curry is good for sharing and, and 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 right. So we I, I started doing them. I think I did the first crypto curry club event. Just invited some people mm-hmm. uh, along that I thought would be cool, and people stayed for like eight hours. Um, wow. You know, way longer than I, I thought they word we sort of got there for lunch and then they were still there in the evening eight hours it's like eight hours later you're still talking about crypto and right right best life and (laughs) and it was like i think for many it was the first time they'd been in a room for people with the same interest and you know we better people as in by only and you know you've got food there you've got drinks there you've got a whole room of people in the same interest so you know that that was typical so that sort of grew and and expanded and we had a whole load of of events um in in the uk until until lockdown um 
Um, then at the start of lockdown, a publisher reached out and asked if I wanted to do a book about the biggest hacks and scams in crypto called Crypto Wars. Now, I, I hadn't written anything since uni. Um, I, the last thing I think I'd written that was longer than about four words was the, my dissertation at uni, which was a yeah. pain, painful experience and I didn't do very well in it. So why um, did you say yes? Sorry? Why did you say yes when the, when the publisher... Um, why, why did I say Partly, I was just hugely flattered and I was like, hey, this is a crazy opportunity. I can't say no to this. Like, yes. you, you, you can't say no to that. Um, you didn't go seek it out. Right. And, and partly I thought it would be fun. Like, I'd never done it before. Like, I'm always quite pro doing something once. You know, doing, you know, trying something. Like, I want to go hang gliding. Like, I want to, I just want to try a load of things. Like, I'm always pro trying something once. And you never know. You know, maybe you just love it. So it was partly, partly that. Partly I was just like, hey, I've never done this before. This will be a good life experience. Like, this will be a good, like, story to tell years later. Um, partly it was lockdown. So that was fantastic timing. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, also partly I totally underestimated how much work it is to do a book. Like, I genuinely thought 12 chapters. Well, you know, that would be like 12 weekends, mm-hmm. evenings, maybe a bit more. But, you know, fine. It's it's not. It's a year. It's a full year out of your life. I mean, maybe, um, maybe 12 weeks just to get the manuscript, like, to get the first draft. Right. Like, weekends and, just and, for the first draft. Well, not 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 even. It, it, it was wow. a process. Yeah. Um, but, you know, one, I, I think for the first couple of months in that, I, 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 I they, they furloughed the editor and I procrastinated because I didn't know what to do and I was just terrified. And then the editor got unfurled and came back and started chasing me. But so by then I had deadlines and had to just yeah. write um, and, and research. Um, so, you know, that, that that was fun. But it's 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 out. It's been out about half a year. It became a bestseller. It's, wow. it, you know, it's, it's led to all sorts of super fun inquiries. So that, that that's cool. So that's uh, Crypto Wars, Fake Deaths, Missing Billions and Industry Disruption, all about the biggest tax and scams in the space. And, and you know, that I'm sort of monologuing here. Sorry, but you asked no, what I do and it, it's complicated. It's okay. Um, um, okay, so let's let's pause the monologue, right? So yeah. we're going to start from the beginning. If someone's listening to this podcast and going, what is crypto? What is blockchain? What is, you know, just DeFi or De- DeFi? DeFi. NFTs. DeFi. What are, so give me like a brief descriptor of each of those and how they differ. Because in my mind, a lot of those things mean the same thing. <laughs> I think that's to most people. I think that's to most people working in the space. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's all super new and it's all super complicated. And, yeah. you know, I think part of the problem in the space is that the people working in it are so intelligent that they're too intelligent to explain things so at a level that people, people that yeah. aren't Einstein can understand. <laughs> um, that, that, or that's not genius least. enough to understand your explanation. Well, I think you just have to have like a few PhDs in like advanced cryptography and other yeah. complicated Just a stuff. few PhDs, not, you know, nothing major. <laughs> um, so, okay, as a core, crypto is, is cryptocurrencies, is digital currencies that are, are, are secured by encryption and, and built on, on, on blockchain. So what, what crypto is, it's basically it's digital money, digital currency, digital value that where, it, where it's different to sort of what is known as fiat currency or government money is that mm-hmm. anybody can send crypto to anybody else and and you've got a permanent record of that so blockchain is it's it's like a sort of a software mm-hmm. but that is is every transaction every bit of information is is set is added in like a time sequential manner so if i send you x amount of bitcoin for example mm-hmm. there's a permanent record that my address 
sent to your address X amount at this time. And and there's a permanent record of that. You can't delete it. You can't get rid of it. So is it that that record that then makes this legit, like that legitimizes um, Bitcoin or, you know, any kind of cryptocurrency? You know, that that, that is a lot. That is a lot of it because, you know, there's there's been all sorts of problems with, uh, you know, with governments, with with authorities around the world Mm -hmm. where they have literally just wiped out records of, of information you know, or just fudged accounts or deleted records. And, and then you just can't see it. Yeah. So that there's been all sorts of incidents, either due to mistake or errors or losses or corruption, you know, or, or mismanagement and so forth, where, you know, records get erased. So that there's been lots of incidences in history. And we're talking super recent history here, mm-hmm. like still going on in places around the world right. where, you know, it could be that I send you a transaction and that record gets gets deleted so you can't prove that and you know that's talking about information as well or storing so there's a whole load of that and and you know where blockchain comes in so useful because you've got these permanent records and you've also got a sort of a proof of ownership because you've you know this address at this time did this so blockchain is is used for all sorts of things like authenticating diamonds or um proving what happens throughout supply chain so blockchain is like it's like a software but it's like a really good record uh, it's like a, a ledger where you store in information of, of, of things that happens but yeah, everything is added I, in a time right Sorry? no i was gonna say so when i think about money right mm. and, and if we're if we're looking at things from like a digital perspective of, of today and with everything that's changing so quickly mm-hmm. when i think about money i don't know there's a certain level of comfort that i get from having a bill in my hand or right. or some type of physical thing that makes me go okay right this is, this is money like i know that this is tangible i know that this is mm-hmm. real if you talk to some people there's like well you know money is you know a human construct right the, the fact that this piece this piece of paper could be a bill it's not right. because as a society we all decided that this is not what we're going to consider as so there's no yeah. difference between that uh blockchain blockchain or any crypto so, so how do you build confidence in people um who are you know just of the legitimacy of cryptocurrency okay. as well i mean you, you say that about money and you know it's, it's an interesting subject the only reason say the u.s dollar has has value is basically that people believe that it has value and and you have the privilege of paying taxes in it and the US government will accept the dollar for tax. It isn't backed by anything. You know, it used to be backed by by gold that, that it isn't anymore. So there's nothing stopping the US government printing 10 trillion times the amount of dollars that they have now. I mean, right. that could happen. So you, you say it has value and you say you trust the banknote. But, you know, there's, there's a few things to that. A, counterfeit banknotes is, is a big problem. Yeah. So, um, yes, you might have a, a real US dollar or it might be a fake and then you can't bend it. So that could happen. Or the government could just go on a printing screen um, and, and and then you still have a physical, uh, you know, $1 bill, but maybe now that is worth effectively nothing. And, you know, that's happened so many times around the world and, and really recently and in countries that you may think, oh, well, they're poor now, but they weren't always poor. Yeah. And, you know, countries were pretty recently, they were, they were wealthy, they had a good standard of living, they had a, a good government and then things like can change just like that mm-hmm. one bad economic policy or one bad government or one bad leader or one world disaster or one global pandemic or whatever it is mm-hmm. and and the printing prices can come on so yes you might still have the one US dollar the one US dollar but that might just be worthless all of a sudden or you've got the construct where you can keep your your dollars in in a bank for example well it's mm-hmm. happened plenty of times you know I've seen it in my lifetime where you know bank runs happen and you might have that US dollar in the bank but you don't have a, your own physical bank vault where the bank will still 
restore your US dollars. You know, that they they have a sort of a record that you deposited one dollar, but then they lend it out and so forth. And then if too many people want to get their, their US dollars at one time, then mm-hmm. tough luck and, and banks from dry and, and, and you lose your money. And that has happened loads of times. Um, or even, you know, you might give me a, the, the US dollar. Then I'm like, hey, you, you say you give it to me in cash mm-hmm. or you buy something off me. And I'm like, hey, I, I didn't receive it. Then how do you prove that you gave me that US dollar? So uh, being a little bit... Problem, well, maybe not problems, but the same challenges that you would have with, you know, um, physical cash or, you know, banknotes and coins and right. whatnot. Right. It's the same and, problems and, that you would potentially have with, you know, any kind of cryptocurrency. Or are there no, something no, in not, place to not, not really on that. So, I mean, if you go back to, say, your US dollar, say if you want to send that US dollar to Cameroon, basically, just for example, we, we, we spoke about your, your own before we, uh, um, before we joined this. Say you want to send that US dollar, one US dollar. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. There's a cost sending money digitally. Mm-hmm. And, and that cost means that it's not really viable for you to send one US dollar. And then also you've got a third of the people around the world who don't have access to banking because banks don't mm-hmm. deem it economically worthwhile to go to those. These are real legitimate things that are happening to real people now. Like this right. is not a, you know. Yeah. No, and th- this has happened day to day. So at the moment, your only chance is to go through remittance companies who charge through the cheat teeth, charge 30%, do what they can to screw over the poorest people in the world. And then people get given cash. And it's, it's a horrible, horrible system. But if you just yeah. want to send $1 to somewhere, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's You can't just send $1 to, uh, you know, to, to, to people in, in Cameroon. Just for example, if you can, it will be such a high percentage they can offer it that it's not really worthwhile. Right, exactly. So, you know, th- there's a whole lot of problems to it. Whereas with crypto, because of how it works, it's fully digital. You've got a permanent record of it. You can hold the keys to your Bitcoin or to your crypto. Oh, so you don't have to... the biggest go- selling point is that, you know, the power is in the owner of the crypto and not that, the system. Yeah, that's a big part. Like if you want, you can hold the keys to it. And then if the bank runs dry or whatever, you still have your crypto. If the government does whatever, you still have your crypto. Or if you want to send the way crypto works, not all cryptocurrencies, but you could send one cent in value digitally instantly, or you could send a billion dollars in value instantly for, for tiny fees. You can send that money internationally. You can send it to people who don't have bank accounts. You don't need a bank account to accept crypto. All you need is access to the internet. So it just opens up like a whole new world of possibilities, even for people that don't have access to banking or people who don't, you know, don't or can't trust banks or governments or, you know, where, where the economy has gone haywire or people who just want uh, a hedge to inflation. Right. For example. So there's a whole like world of, of use cases that make it in, in many ways more safe and, and more usable than, than government run currency. So in thinking about, you know, in, in a place like America or Europe, right? Anywhere really, well, not maybe not anywhere, where technology is moving or Asia, where technology is moving really rapidly and, and people are able to kind of, you know, move along with it, right? Mm-hmm. Some of these changes will land fairly well or at least fairly better than other places in the world where maybe the technology is not not yet quite there. So mm-hmm. in thinking about how you turn this, um, you know, cryptocurrencies into actual dollars for the layperson, how does that work? Because we're not yet at a place where that is the the, the main currency, right? We're, we're still at a place where, you know, we need that, you know, banknote, we need those coins. Sure. Yeah. We also are kind of getting used to the idea of, of doing this or, or, you know, financial technology, if you will. So like, how does that translate? If you're talking to someone who is like, okay, but I this sounds good to me. How do I get, you know, if, if someone sends me $10 in Bitcoin, how does that become actual cash in my bank account? Right. So th- there are exchanges and, and sort of crypto wallet platforms mm-hmm. that 
that that have basically partnerships, relationships set up with with banks and with what they call on ramping off ramping facilities. So you you could you go to say a crypto exchange, Coinbase is just one example. It, it's an American company. It's, it's one of the bigger known ones. You could um, send whatever the minimum is. I don't, I don't know what it is um, to, to Coinbase in dollars and then buy Bitcoin and then sell that Bitcoin and send that back to your bank account. So there's ways to do that now relatively quite easily where, where you can do that. So if you want to cash in and out, there's there's multiple ways to do that. You've also got what what's like digital wallets where you've got like a, a wallet, say that you can have as an app on your phone and again, trade between different cryptocurrencies or sell in and out of, of pounds or dollars or so forth. So that infrastructure is is there. Um, you know, it's it, it's growing fast and and that's that's quite possible to right. do. And and of course, not everybody wants to sell out of, of right. crypto. They would see it as a safer or more stable than the national currency. But you know, there, there's there's all sorts of things for it. You've also now got a, a few different options. So there's there's conversion com- um like apps and platforms. So if say you've got Bitcoin and you want to buy something in Bitcoin, but the 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 seller doesn't want to accept that they want dollars. And there's now app um, where they'll convert the Bitcoin into into the dollar or any other currency mm-hmm. in lifetime, and they charge like a one percent fee. But that actually works out less than paying you know with a credit card or a debit card right. or whatever. So um, question. So question. So who is making the decision of again? We're coming back to this concept of money is what the society agrees it is, right? If if we want to consider that this thing is money, this will become money because everything right. is that's a bill. So is it you know how how is this being built from the inside, if you will? It, uh, and what I mean by that is who's sitting down and saying, okay, if you have one Bitcoin, it's equals to I don't know ten US dollars, or is right. that even the conversion? That's is it's, that even the the, the the system? It's it's the 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 price of Bitcoin. It's it's done on on market. So I mean, if for people that want to see the prices, there's a website that most people use, CoinMarketCap.com, which shows the, the lifetime conversion rates. But no, it, it it it's not one person that decides. It's it's sort of free market. So you've got exchanges where people are, are happy to buy or sell between different cryptocurrencies and different national currencies. So it's it's really where the market is at, and it's it's basically it's always where there's buyers willing to to pay, and and where you know where people are willing to sell. And mm-hmm. you know if you try selling it for such an amount and nobody's willing to buy, then you have to sell it for less and so forth. So the, the, the market, you know, simple demand and supply. Right. The, the, the market sets the prices for that. There's no one company that that, that decides the market. You know that saying crypto. You know, as with a lot of things in the world, but but crypto is highly manipulated. The, the markets are crazy volatile, and and they can be easily manipulated. So you do have some companies and you know certain billionaires who have enough influence and enough followers that because it's still small enough that, that they, they can manipulate the market. So there have been cases where you have seen you know banks or companies or individuals who clearly have uh, money invested in certain cryptocurrencies where they have themselves been able to put out press releases or news articles or tweets or whatever it is that have sufficiently scared everyone into panic selling or, or you know, made everyone super excited. So everyone goes on a crazy buying frenzy, yeah. pushing prices up or down. So, you know, they, they can be manipulated by individuals, but it's it's a market that set um, the, the prices. And, and you know, for people cash in and out, the, 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 there's a lot of options now with, with different exchanges and wallets. So you kind of 
of alluded to it a little bit where, you know, there are unfortunately situations where there are people who can mess with the market and, and skew things one way or the other. Um, I take it this is a big part of the research that, you know, you did that led to the book. Um, so in doing that research, I want to ask you, so what was the most surprising thing that you found out that, you know, even in, in you, even your reaction was like, this is crazy and everybody should know about this and be aware of this? So, I, I mean, the, the, the market manipulation is is a tiny bit of it. I mean, there's so many different types of, of scam and there's so much, you know, bad stuff happening in the space. I think I think two two things. A, yes, there are a lot of, of scams and, and problems and hacks and so forth in the crypto space. It's a new technology. Mm-hmm. Not everyone has the, the security that they would need. The infrastructure isn't as advanced as it will become. So, yeah, there, there are a lot of hacks and, and so forth on, on, on the technology. And, and, you know, it's a new space where people have made money. So there's a lot of obvious looking at how, mm-hmm. you know, how can we screw the system? How can we get yeah. rich quick and so forth? I, I think my two main findings is A, that a lot of the scams aren't using crypto or aren't about crypto. It's literally opportunists taking advantage of the space in much the same way as they've done with every other industry. I mean, you know, you've, you've got scams that have gone through the roof. In, in, in lockdown, there's scams all over Facebook marketplace. There's phone call scams left, right and center. There's text wow. message scams saying, you know, yeah. you've got this parcel, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, my parents get at least, you know, they're elderly and, and more vulnerable and get at least one phone call a day from, you know, um, whatever big company it is or mm. government, you know, claiming to be this. And it's, it's just a scam. So the, 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 I, I think two things. Crypto gets a really bad reputation for, for being full of scams. And, you know, yes, there has been. Uh, and, and at least in its earlier days, you know, it was more tied with the dark web and, you know, mm-hmm. using by drugs online and whatever. You know, and, and the reality is now, like Bitcoin and, and crypto are, are very traceable. You've now got these crypto analytics software that can trace Bitcoin and, and trace crypto much more easily in, in, mm-hmm. in many cases than you can with, with government currency. So, you know, if, if I want to buy drugs from you or, or whatever, 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 mm-hmm. um, you know, yes, there are dark web marketplaces where you can do that by Bitcoin, but actually using Bitcoin to buy drugs or do whatever it is that you want to mm-hmm. do is 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 the least intelligent method of doing that because you know a lot of people think oh, it's totally anonymous it isn't totally anonymous you know at some point you've got to as you say cash in or out and and you know you've got these softwares that can trace that so you know in in terms of that it's it's not the best tool to commit crime with so you know I, I think yes there are a lot of gowns and so forth in crypto but I think it, it that's reflective of where we are now as a society where that's that's digitized where you know with, with vulnerable people and and a fully sort of digitized society where you've got a lot of people taking advantage of that. I don't think that's reflective on, on crypto per se. Hmm. And and yes, sort of crypto money is used in, in, in its fair share of crimes because it's seen as being easier or better or more anonymous. I, I think what we are starting to see and what we will see more of is how non-anonymous some of those transactions have been or will prove to be. Um, now that you're saying that, I'm actually thinking about, you know, the anonymity of crypto and using it. If you're just alive, and this is going to be very, very simplistic. So if you're a tech person or into, you know, computers or into any type of security or anything, mm-hmm. don't judge me. This is going to sound really simplistic. But if you're alive and you're on any social media, mm-hmm. it's hard to, to be on any social media and not, and not leave a trace, some sort of trace. 
right. right? So the the notion that you can do things a little bit easier with cryptocurrency just because you know it's untraceable in this day and age that wouldn't that doesn't make sense anyway. It, you don't have to be like you don't have to have a couple of PhDs like we alluded to earlier <laughs> to understand that in anything that you do on the interweb these days is is traceable by yeah. some means, and, and and crypto is heavily digital. And and there are now like more privacy focused cryptocurrencies, and you know there are ways that you can hide your transactions better. But it's not to say that it's a hundred percent anonymous, which I think a lot of people thought early on. And I mean, you asked about the sort of scam side. I think my main other thing that shocked me slash general trend is is I I don't know if you've heard of a term called multi level marketing or or, or network marketing. So it's, well, it's network marketing, yeah, right. So it, it it's where people AKA get paid Ponzi scheme. It, exactly right. And 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 so you know you've got Ponzi schemes. They're illegal. Ninety eight percent of people lose money. The people who get in early, you know, make money and then generally know what they're doing, so get out quick. And and most people lose money and they take the money from the, the people who get in last, pay those who get in earlier on. And you know, at some point it's going to collapse, and then most people lose money. And and you know, network marketing and multi level marketing is basically exactly the same. It's legal inexplicably, in my opinion, it shouldn't be legal, but it's it's basically a Ponzi scheme for legal product. Um, you've got these commission payouts. You know, people earn commission, so they bring more people in, bring more people in, bring more people in. But at some point, you know, the statistic I, I read somewhere something like ninety eight percent of people who get involved in this in this multi level marketing lose money because there's only ever so many people to sell to, and you know, you've got to sell more and more and more people, and you've got to pay to get it. And so, of course, the people at the top have all of those people to sell to, but yeah. the people at the bottom, there comes a point where you've had to pay to get in, but there's no one left to sell to, you know, and then it collapses. But the people at the bottom, i.e. the majority, lose their money. And, you know, it ha- it's happened time and time again. And, you know, there's, there's multi-level marketing companies and multi-level marketing companies, and maybe some just use it as a way of growing the brand. But, you know, as as a whole, a lot of people lose money. And, you know, what what where sort of crypto scams have, have gone crazy viral is is one of the, the biggest scams, OneCoin realized that if you combine this multi-level marketing with these really crazy incentive commission structures with this whole new cryptocurrency where it's, hey, we've got this new type of money. It's going to go up in value. It's it's going to make you really rich. If you buy this now, we'll give you more and more of these coins or these coins will go up in value. Well, you've seen how much Bitcoin's gone up in value. So if you buy this coin, it's going to go up loads in value. So they, they, they combined this multi-level marketing where you're paying commissions and to everybody who brings in people with this whole, you get rich quick. So it's, it's this combination where you get paid commissions if you bring in people who you can say, well, hey, you're going to get rich quick if you buy this and you're going to get all these coins and all of that. So, you know, th- there's been so many scams now in in, in, in the crypto space, not not just in, in crypto, but, you know, we, we've seen a lot in the space where where they've combined this multi-level marketing sort of mission pyramid Ponzi scheme structure to selling cryptocurrencies. And, and the problem with that is, you know, people believe it. Initially, people believe it. They don't know it's a scam. And they're, 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 they're sucked yep. in by the commissions and the payout. So then they go to tell their, their communities, their friends, their families. And the, the, the problem has been that these scams have then gone around the world and often to the most vulnerable, poorest communities. And there's been so many cases of, you know, people taking advantage of that, spreading that, selling the communities, religious leaders going preaching to the congregations. So then, and, and you know, it's it, 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 it's a gray area. The people at the top probably know that it's a scam or know that it's a scam. And, you know, it's, it's sort of a gray sliding area where the people at the bottom really, you know, have really fallen for it and think they're promoting something that's good. And then there's other people who, you know, know that maybe it's a bit dodgy, but think, hey, I'm getting so many commissions for promoting this. Uh. So in the community, right? So when you host these events, 
events, um, you know, for Crypto Curry Club. Mm-hmm. Are there, you know, how are these structured? Are, are there, you know, sometimes people talking about some of these these things and, and how to, you know, maybe sensitize people, if you will, of the challenges and risks? Um, you know, what kinds of conversations are happening to curb some of this stuff? What kind of conversations? Oh, gosh, all sorts. And, you know, all, all, all sorts of things. Everything like what's happening next with the technology, how can we use this for sustainable purposes? How can we use crypto to raise money for charity? How can we work with regulators to make it legal? How do we invent this next best payment system? There's all sorts of conversations. And I think what's, you know, what's really interesting in the space, it's it's a lot of intelligent people working in the space because they're excited by it. And you've got everything from, you know, founders of startups through to academics, through to investors, through to lawyers. So it's a whole mix of, of, of conversations. And very do you mind perfect. if I just open the door behind me one second? Yeah. Sorry, I had a, an, an impatient cat locked in the room with me and uh, <laughs> she's like okay i'm done he was, I'm he was demand, demanding to be let out <laughs> it's okay um well so i mean you know that's really really cool and for you know for someone like myself who knows very little frankly cares very little it's hard to evade where the digital technology is going right where especially in financial um with financial technology like you know everybody and their friend knows you know what coinbase is right in america right now and it's a thing everybody you know i remember when Bitcoin started, this was a couple of years ago, and I could have sworn it was you know, it wasn't real. I like I could have sworn you couldn't tell me anything. Here we are a couple of years later. One Bitcoin is worth what fifty plus thousand dollars, which is a mm-hmm. lot of money. And people who bought it at the time are probably, you know, taking vacations somewhere fancy and warm now. Yeah. Um, but you know, and, and with that said, so how do you talk people about you know the future of this? Because it's almost impossible to evade, right? I, I think as much as we may not want to um admit this like myself I was in denial this is the future of money and we have to pretty much catch up yeah pretty much (laughs) and and that's that about that (laughs) <laughs> pretty pretty much yeah yeah I mean th- there's an aggression which I I, I I have gotten but it's it's something along the lines of like first they're I don't know they hate you and then they laugh at you and then they reject you and then they copy you or it's something like that then yeah. you know y- y- yes to a large degree you know like what what been interesting in the space is that there's been people interested in in learning more about crypto for, for a while but when we started running the the, the curries the events 2018 2019, we had some people from banks coming along and from payment companies coming along, but they were coming along as individuals. And, you know, they were like, well, you know, we couldn't associate with this. We couldn't associate with crypto. You know, it was it was still seen as a swear word. They were coming along out of personal interest or maybe because they thought, well, you know, we should come along and, and see what's well, happening. Yeah. But we're not doing anything of this. We're not part of this. And, and you know, they, they, they thought it was a bad thing. They thought it was, a, a, you know, either too small that it would go away or they thought it was just a crime being or whatever they, 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 the, the banks and the bigger traditional finance companies just dismissed it and now 2022 they're asking to be ed- about crypto they're asking you know I'm, I do this quite often now for bigger banks and corporates we're asked go in can we explain what crypto is what DeFi is what NFTs are should they be using these things how can they be using these things and you know I think there's now an acceptance that it's gotten so big that um, that, that companies pretty much have to to deal with and have to 
to see that it's not going anywhere, that there is a demand for this. And, you know, maybe that is they accept Bitcoin as a method of payment. Maybe that is they whatever. I mean, you've got all these banks now trying to be really, really super cool by launching, you know, banks in the metaverse and whatever. And, you know, which isn't quite as cool as the metaverse was designed to be. But, you know, they're they're trying to do their own thing. Speaking of metaverses, um, NFTs and buying pretty much digital art. I still don't understand the concept, but I am super convinced that at some point it will be important to own some some type of NFT. I am convinced about like for some reason I'm like, okay, this is where this is going. But in terms of, you know, metaverses and are we just this is gonna sound so simplistic, but are we just becoming more less, maybe not less human and more robotic? Maybe that's not the best way to put it, but because it's just maybe not robotic, but um the word I'm looking for. Like everything is becoming so digital that I feel like is there a risk to lose the the human touch, if you will? I, I you know, I think largely we've already lost it. Like if you go into a train, tube, restaurant, whatever, you know, you see everybody sat down there, sat glued to their iPhone. You you go into restaurants and you see so many couples or even groups of friends not talking to each other or enjoying their food or whatever, literally sat on their phone or, or just sat, you know, going there just to take photos for their Instagram or whatever. So, you know, I, I think to a large degree we've already lost that. Um, you know, I, I <laughs> as you know, as as a rant, uh, I, I just want a million kids now. There is no way I would bring kids up in the UK. Just will not happen. It's it's a it's a culture glued to social media, um, glued to being online, glued to being connected. I don't think that's healthy at all. Um, I, 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 I simply wouldn't risk bringing kids up in that environment. Don't think it's it's good or safe for mental health or well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, so rant That's a powerful over. statement to make in this day and age because, you know, I mean, it does have its benefits, right? Being connected, it has led to so many good things. Cryptocurrencies being one of them. I mean, I think this is all coming out of the need to to right. connect people. No, and, and, and sure, there, there are benefits, you know, not not that long ago. If you wanted to communicate with somebody, you send them a letter and then you wait for the letter. Right? Yeah, maybe know. that's not so bad now. And, you know, now we can just chat via video chat. There, there, there are nice things about it. So, you know, going into that, I, I think the, the world is is getting increasingly digital. And, and you know, with, with NFTs, there, you've got some cases where you've got these ugly cartoon things, where you've got these bits of digital art selling for crazy amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Is that going to enrich your life, having a digital whatever, whatever, whatever? That is not even a physical painting. It's not like a real-life painting that you can hang up in your house. And mm-hmm. I don't think this is a beautiful that's painting. That's the part that I don't understand. So that's the part where I'm like, are we... Are we putting? I mean, it, it's almost like society is changing what value is, like what yeah, value and, and what value means to, for different things. I, I think a lot of people are buying because they think they'll go up in value. Others maybe because they think they're cool. Do I personally understand the value of having a piece of digital art on a on a digital catalog? No, but hey, that's that's you know you know people are different. But NFTs are, are going way beyond that, and 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 you know the whole metaverse thing is is is, is way 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 beyond that. You now got, um, for example, people of their online avatars and you know people you know some people like to go out and like to buy clothes and and you know like to sort of you know wear certain things to go out and and other people like to to do things sort of behind online avatars and it's now possible to buy digital outfits to have them you know sort of almost like photoshopped onto you know a photo of you or a picture of your avatar and you can create this whole new digital identity so there's some predictions that the digital fashion 
world where you buy pieces of digital clothing will be worth something like 10 times as much as the whole global fashion industry. And, you know, you see how much people are sometimes paying for like a digital whatever hat, dress, whatever that they can put on their avatar. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. It's so much more than you'd ever pay for like the real life, you know, good quality equivalent. Right. So, and I'm you know, thinking like, okay, so if we're talking about, you know, digital versus and, and metaverses and people having identities and, and doing things in this avatar, you know, with this avatar identity and spending this much money to create this, I'm sure psychologists, and um, behavioral scientists or people who study social behavior, they're probably having a field day with research of why are human beings tapping so much into the the idea of something outside of themselves, if that makes sense. And maybe this is, you know, a little bit outside of the scope of what we're talking about, but it's just, it makes me think. It makes me think, why are people spending time doing this? Yeah. Um, and, and what is causing kind of this shit? It, 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 it is interesting. And, you know, some people are not just to make money. Some people don't necessarily have the same confidence at, at going out. And whereas they're, they're just more confident behind a computer and, and you know, working in a digital space. Um, you, you know, that, that that fair and and you know some people think it's 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 just fun um would it be healthier if every kid grew up going out on walks and doing physical outdoor stuff instead of playing computer games all day long you know yes um but um you know it, it uh, that 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 is the way that that more and more people are going do i see that as being a good thing no not at all not at all um you know i, I think it's it's pretty shocking you know i i went to an old girls school that was hell on earth I, I wouldn't wish that on anyone I think it's the worst type of parenting or decisions possibly ever made but you know all, all girls school was hell on earth and that was for people who had iPhones and even the amount of suicides or self-harm or anorexia or cutting or whatever that was standard to see it there um you know I know a whole bunch of girls that have killed themselves out of all girls school and you know that was however many years ago 20 odd years ago before we even had most of these things and you know you hear about suicide rates self-harm rate depression rates the amount of kids taking depression medicines when they are children and it's 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 gotten so much worse and even it was when you know when when i was at school so you know yeah that that do i see that as being good no not not all but you know for 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 that it's you know there is a lot with technology is what you make of it like yeah you know absolutely. water can be used to drown people or you know it can do a whole load of good stuff fire use can be used to to set fire to stuff or it can be used to do a load of good stuff um i think that's the difference though right and that's the difference as we talk about financial technology and just you know the the, this digital age and how it's moving and how quickly it's moving i think that's the message for you know our listeners for everybody out there is like pay attention to what value you are adding to that technology um and how it's impacting you and the people around you and if you care enough you will ask yourself the questions right of of what is this actually doing and you know those answers should give you the warm and fuzzies and then you and then you put your money in it and then you put your time in it whatever it is um but that's going to be the difference i think and and there there is so much cool stuff behind it there's so much cool stuff behind crypto and you know and nfts and and the whole sort of digital you know digital preservation of things it is used for so much good as well you've got you know digital records of of identity just as an example so you know refugees we're seeing it now but you're seeing people who had a life, who had uh, a birth certificate, who had an education, who had proof of an education, who had proof of a career. Mm-hmm. And just because somebody decided to 
bombed their country or, or whatever it is. They've lost everything. Yeah. So, you know, you've got all of these incidences and we're going to get it again now where you've got people who can't prove their education, can't prove their work experience, can't prove their origins, can't prove anything. So, you know, you've got highly intelligent, educated, skilled people can't get jobs because they can't prove it. And, you know, you're now starting with these programs. The UN's been been using one and trying one where they're using blockchain, these digital certificates to give people digital identities so that, you know, you, so your country gets bombed. You're outside of your physical. Right. If your house burnt down and all your documents with it, you can go to your digital identity and say, I have right. this and this and, and that would be legitimate. It, it, exactly. Or, I mean, just, you know, as an example, the, the, the diamond industry is doing it or like the luxury handbags and so forth or, or, or fashion and so forth are doing it or even food industry. The, the diamond is, industry is taking like digital scans of diamonds and putting them on, on, on blockchain to go that this specific diamond is this diamond. It wasn't, you know, it was mined here. It was sold here. So you, you've got a record that, you know, it wasn't mined by children or whatever. And, and you know, of, of a record of that diamond, you know, you've got some horrible statistics. The fashion industry is horrific. The amount of slave labor in fashion and, and in the chocolate industry and in other industries, the amount of slave labor, unpaid labor, chemical waste, pollution, all of these things. Mm-hmm. So you've got new projects now putting things like records on blockchain of how, you know, where things came from, like which specific farmer or which specific worker grew those cocoa beans or grew that cotton or whatever and having a record of that, you know, because at at the moment, you know, your chances of buying something that you think is, I don't know, organic eggs, chances are they're not organic eggs. You think you're buying this type of wine, chances are it's not that type of wine. So, you know, there's a whole load of good stuff in it. it, I think one of them, you know, being accountability, right? Because if you have a record of things way before, you know, we were this far along in the, um, in our digital footprint, if you will, you know, the moment computers, the moment people realized that computers could store information, mm-hmm. everybody wanted to put their, their information in the computer and digitize it. We have, you know, I took an internship a couple of years ago and, and my, part of my work as an intern was to mm-hmm. take these really old tape of, you know, news broadcasts at the station that I was working at and turn them into digital, some type of digital copy so that, you know, if those tapes got burned, you still had those records. And I think right. it's the same thing, just on a larger scale. So um, there's a lot of good and I think that, you know, we are headed in a good direction, but we just have to be really cautious. So yeah. as a last question for you, sure. uh, what would be, you know, one thing that you would, you know, want people to know, right, about cryptocurrency, about DeFi, NFTs, blockchain, all of it? What's your one takeaway um, that you would tell everybody if you could? I think, I think two things, like, you know, firstly, there's there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of excitement. Don't don't get rushed. Don't, don't you know, get pushed into doing anything. If you want to get involved, like, do a time of research first and there's a there's a million and one red flags like read read the crypto wars book if you want to learn about the red flags but you know also i i, I think my my main feeling about the whole crypto space is so much focus on the price of bitcoin the price of this coin you know the markets and then people worried about you know the, the sort of the what they'll make that day from trading or holding on to, to whatever coins and you know it's it's so much beyond that look at the use cases look at how crypto is actually being used like what can it do where is it being used like how is it being used in the world like I'd say, you know, if people just look into that, it's so cool. And you know, if, I don't know if people want to get involved in the trading side. Okay, that's their thing. But but look beyond that. Yeah, ask questions, find out. Um, I think those are two really good things. Do you have any kind of resources? You know, of course, the book is one of them. Crypto the work book. <laughs> is one of them. But do you have any other resources for people who are just you know, were like, you know, what I heard about this and I didn't really think much of it until now. I 
want to know more? Sure. Um, good resources. I, I'd say, you know, scour, scour the news. Read, read what's happening. I, I've got a newsletter that goes out every Friday. It's called The Crypto Courier. So that just summarizes the main news and events in crypto. So anyone can see that it's at the Crypto Courier Club website by, by subscribing on that. You know, scour the news. Just Google to see what's what's happening. Read, read the news updates. You know, I often go for the news feeds just to see what, what's happening and, you know, where, where things are being used. All right. Well, um, thank you so much, Erica. Appreciate your time. Um, this was very educative for me, at least. Um, and I hope that you know, our listeners get you know some really um, engaging, fun, at least something to think about information from this. So I'm super, you know, thankful for your time this evening. How can no, people well, thank you for having find me on. you? Oh, I Sorry? How can people find you? Where can people find you? Um, so we've got a website, cryptocarryclub.com. Um, you can subscribe to, to the magazine there. Um, or otherwise, the book Crypto Wars is available on Amazon and other good retailers. Um, there's also a, a LinkedIn page and a Twitter awesome. page. It's Crypto Curry Club. All right. Well, thank you very much, Erica. And um, I hope you have a fabulous um, rest of your day. Thank you for, I'm going to bed now. But thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> you kept her on so long and I, well, I'll let you go. Thanks everyone cool. for Thanks listening to your podcast this care. time. Good night. I'll see you guys in the very next episode. And until that time, you keep asking questions because we are all in a class. So, ciao. Thanks for having me on. Take care. Thanks, bye.